Wow, I am so perked up on coffee right now. <laughs> but uh, I think I can still speak fluidly enough to go through part two of Are You Comfortable? Uh, so in part one, uh, we did a brief explanation of comfort zones and pushing boundaries, essentially using the decade between 20 and 30 to really uh, figure out what's possible for you. Uh, we also covered um, physical boundaries as one of those areas to push and on top of that we covered mental boundaries as another area to push. Uh, in part two, so today's episode, episode 62 I believe, wow, churning them out, uh, we're going to talk about cognitive boundaries, we're also going to cover sexual boundaries, uh, we're going to cover relationship boundaries, and further we're going to cover emotional boundaries, and then finally we're going to cover financial boundaries. So just to recap, uh, this podcast is all about using the time between 20 to 30 to push through uh, your perceived boundaries in these areas. Once again, if you are past that age group, this podcast isn't uh, relevant to you because you can actually push your boundaries at any age. Obviously, there's certain limits that restrict you the older you get, especially with some of these boundaries, but some of them you're not restricted at all. And regardless, you can still push. And I think the key to life is to keep pushing until the day you say goodbye to it all. My name is Jacques Massey, and this is Couple of Lattes Podcast, episode 62. kick into it with cognitive boundaries. How much can you cram into that supercomputer of yours? Obviously the supercomputer in this metaphor is your brain and it is in fact a supercomputer. It is crazy the amount of stuff that you can fit into that mushy little ball of goo that sits on top of your eyes. Knowledge is power if you choose to use it but first you need to be able to comprehend and store it. By definition, cognition is the mental action or process of acquiring knowledge and understanding through thought, experience, and the senses. So essentially, acquiring it first, so reading it, listening to it, doing it, experiencing it, and then being able to apply it and really understand it. Do you know how much you can understand? Do you truly understand the cognitive superpower your brain possesses? Your 20s could be spent filling your brain with memes, Kardashian gossip, and crappy news articles. Or you could fill it up with knowledge and test how much you can retain. The difference becomes apparent when you show up to your 30s. Do you show up in a beat-up Toyota Corolla with no bumper and a broken taillight? Or a brand new Tesla, self-driving car with self-learning AI and plenty of room for more power in the hood? Here are three hacks that'll help you push past your perceived cognitive boundaries. First one is to build a healthy reading habit. Fuck Netflix and chill. Wow, my words got all jumbled up then. I blame the coffee. How about swap it out for read and chill? It's far uh, far better for that juicy lump of squishy goodness 
than watching Netflix and spending your time learning nothing. Find your joy in reading again by focusing first on the concepts that excite you. Without knowing it, the joy will soon become the simple act of reading. As your excitement for reading grows, your knowledge and curiosity expands as you begin to seek out topics that challenge your cognitive boundaries. I would even suggest going a step further. Dive into courses that help you read more, understand more, and apply all that stored knowledge. Number two is to never stop learning. This kind of goes hand in hand with reading, in a way. Make learning something that you dictate on your own terms. Fuck the school system. It works if your only desire is to become a professor. Nothing wrong with that. But for most people, the school system is archaic, a remnant of industrialization and colonization. No one is going to snap their fingers in the next 10 years, reshaping the school system to perfectly fit the needs and desires of children, teens and young adults. They should, but it's something that's going to take time. You need to take total responsibility for your education. Sorry, but university, your parents, your friends, they aren't going to do it for you. If you want to learn something, then you need to learn it. By yourself. You live in a digital world jam-packed with all the knowledge you could ever want. What's stopping you from upskilling your cognitive abilities? What's stopping you from learning how to play guitar? What's stopping you from learning Chinese? What's stopping you from understanding quantum mechanics? I think you know who is. You. You're the only barrier between infinite knowledge and yourself. No money? YouTube or free online courses. No time? Stop watching Netflix. I'm not good enough? Okay, well this one is simple. Get good enough by learning new shit. Another thing, learning is not a one and done kind of date. Kind of date? Kind of deal. Learning is a lifelong adventure. You will find that once you build healthy habits around your learning, it becomes enjoyable. Something you look forward to every day for the rest of your life. Number three is to have more meaningful conversations. The digital age is both a blessing and a curse. If we harness the power of technology, we can achieve what would have taken a lifetime in the past, in just a few days. The downside, we have no idea what to do with all these new toys. We could be using social media to connect with others, building businesses together, educating each other, discussing ways to solve problems, sharing love and empathy having meaningful conversations which could change the lives of those around us in a positive way. Imagine a world full of meaningful conversationalists. A world where social media was never used to scam, insult, attack, degrade, deceive, argue, or belittle anyone. Instead, it was used as a tool to connect, challenge, and grow our society. These connections became conversations. These conversations challenged us in all the best ways. These turned into concepts which became businesses that changed lives. These businesses inspired innovation. Innovation births more connections and the cycle continues like a spiraling staircase of progress. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This is already happening. I know, right? Crazy to think that human beings would consider having real meaningful conversations. There is a micro-revolution happening on the internet. 
You remember when you were a toddler? Well, like three to five, I guess. Anyway, not sure about you, but I used to wear pull-ups. Pull-ups are like the big kid version of nappies. You still shit yourself most of the time, but slowly you get more and more acquainted with that shiny porcelain object your parents refer to as the toilet. This is most of us with the internet, and meaningful conversations connected via the internet are like our shiny porcelain toilet. However, more and more people each day are graduating to full-blown underwear. No more shitting the bed for these exceptional toilet finders. As you learn to use the internet as a tool for good, you too will discover more humans to connect with in the real world, or over Skype. You will have meaningful discussions, learning to become humble and accepting of different views. You will learn more than you ever could on your own. Ideas will form in your head, which you may choose to share with others. Fast forward some years of continual innovation, innovative discussion. You have yourself a set of concepts, which now form a purpose in your life. Potentially you have a business, a powerful network, and a screaming desire to enjoy more engaging conversation. One good conversation can shift the direction of change. A quote by Linda Lambert. Okay, the next boundary we're going to cover, we're going to take a leap in a different direction here. It's sexual boundaries. How do you want to fuck? Seriously, what are your fantasies? Do you want to be whipped or do you or do the whipping? Do you want to have multiple sexual partners or is one partner your preference? Do you want to have gay sex, straight sex, bisexual sex, or even no sex? Do you like being with girls or guys? Maybe you don't have a sexual preference based on gender. Do you fantasize about group sex? How about something dangerous like fucking on top of a mountain at sunrise? Have you tried dressing up as Supergirl and reenacting a comic book scene, this time naked and with penetration? All of these questions are looked at with disdain, and I bet you're probably laughing, wondering what the fuck you're listening to right now. How could you be thinking about that? The truth is we all think about sexual fantasies. Like, a lot. On average, women think about sex 10 times a day. Men, 19. 19 times per day. It is normal to have fantasies. Society just makes it weird to talk about. Do you want to spend your entire adult life having shit sex? Or do you want to keep pushing the boundaries to learn what works and what doesn't? Do you want to wait until you're 80 before you admit that toes get you wetter than a car wash? Think of all the wasted opportunities. So here's three hacks that'll help you push your sexual boundaries. Number one, have all of the sex. The easiest way to learn a new skill is by practicing it over and over again. Sex is no different. Have shitloads of sex. Learn more about it, what you enjoy, what your partners enjoy, and try new things. The key is to be respectful of yourself and others. You are in charge of your body and no one else's. If a partner does not want to explore something with you, then you have no right to make them. Be respectful of people's boundaries on your quest to find your own. Of course, it goes without saying, but be safe. Wear protection. Get to know someone before committing to a one-night stand with a psychopath. And never try something you don't feel comfortable trying. It is great to push your boundaries, but don't scare yourself away from sex by trying things that horrify you. Number two is to talk about sex more often. Thanks to modern religion, sex has become a taboo topic. Why? It is one of our basic 
physiological needs. So why do you get so weird when the conversation turns to the topic of sex? I challenge you to talk openly about your sex life. Talk with sexual partners, friends and family openly about the concepts you want to understand and the areas you need to work on. It is okay to tell someone when something isn't stimulating you. Just be respectful about it. Learn and grow your sex life through honest, open conversation. Number three is to build relationships, not one night stands. You will have several sexual relationships in your 20s and several more in the rest of your life. That's normal and healthy. Each experience can build upon the last if you go in with an open mind. One night stands are a great bragging opportunity for the ego, but that's about all you get from a meaningless tap and gap experience. It is actually fine to have multiple sexual uh, relationships, to date different people at the same time, to explore with group sex, gay sex, and all types of fantasy play. Just be honest with your intentions. You will find that many partners are open to the idea of having a purely sexual relationship. This will allow you to learn and grow together, discover your boundaries together. If, all, if it all gets too much, be honest about your feelings. And if your partner and or partners are not aligned with your intentions, simply end your sexual relationship. Sex doesn't have to be complicated. We just make it so. Moving on to relationship boundaries. Most of us, myself included, have stayed in the wrong relationships for way too long. I'm not just talking about sexual partners, family, friends, colleagues, business partners, and mentors. All of these connections, um, all of these connections or relationships, no doubt, some will work out whereas others will not. Discover, discovering what works for you in a relationship is important. Your 20s is the perfect time to find these boundaries. The key is to make it about you, to not hold any anger or negative feelings against other parties. Take responsibility for how you show up to each relationship. If you find that the relationship is not what you are looking for, walk away, but know that the decision is yours. Own it. Remember that these are your boundaries, the needs that you have are not the responsibility of another to fill. Some relationships are like a candle, beautiful, but only ever destined to burn for a short time. A small few relationships are like the sun, at times they will be shrouded in darkness, but if we show up for each and every sunrise they can last a lifetime. Your twenties are the best time to experience failed relationships. The more you figure out what doesn't work, the easier it is to understand what you are looking for in a partner, friend, family member, mentor, student, and most importantly, in yourself. So here are three hacks to push those relationship boundaries. Number one is to build the most important relationship first. Focus your energy on building a relationship with the most important person in your life before your energy expands to others. Build a relationship with yourself. There is only one person who stands with you from the womb until death. You. Why neglect the most important connection you'll ever make? It's corny, but the quote rings true. You must learn to love yourself before you can hope to love others. Number two is honest communication. Total and complete honesty. It has to be. You know when that little thing annoys you, but you choose to keep quiet and say nothing? Yeah, that's not good. 
regardless of what relationship you have with a person, it is vital to be completely transparent about how you feel. Each time we lie to ourselves or the person in front of us, a tiny weight sits atop our shoulders. These weights build up until they become unbearable. Cue massive arguments over some totally bullshit issue. Communicate how you feel about everything. Don't attempt to assume how someone else feels or thinks. Just say what you are feeling in a respectful way. Number three is relationships don't end. They transition. Have you ever been in a relationship for way too long? Me too. Once it ended and I had processed all the fucked up shit going on in my head, I asked myself, why did I wait? Why did she wait? For me, the answer is simple. We build such a strong connection with someone, we are afraid of what might happen if the relationship changes or ends. It is the certainty that stops us. Sorry, it is the uncertainty that stops us and the certainty that keeps us in the same toxic relationship. This concept of finality freaks us out, but nothing is ever final. Things just transition into something new. Your romantic relationship can simply transition into a cool down period, which with time can become a great friendship. You may have grown apart uh, from a great friend. That's okay. Talk about it. Be grateful for what you had and support each other in going your own directions. Maybe a family member, friend or partner has become a toxic person in your life. Take action on your feelings. Explain how they make you feel and transition away from the toxicity. For that person, it could also be a transition to self-discovery and in time, you may both transition into a stronger friendship. Nothing in life has an end. Even in death, we are transitioned and repurposed by the universe. Next one is emotional boundaries. Emotions are what make us human. Simultaneously, our greatest asset and our biggest flaw. Emotions tie into everything, making them incredibly important to understand. More importantly, you need to understand when your emotions are helping you and when they are holding you back. I can tell you right now from experience that you're going to struggle with finding your emotional boundaries, let alone pushing them. At other times, you'll struggle to see why your positive emotions are causing you more harm than good. This is the realm of joy, happiness, purpose, and gratitude. However, it is also the realm of sadness, anxiety, depression, anger, and hatred. You will cry, laugh, scream, and smile, sometimes all at the same time. But it is important to push these boundaries as much as you possibly can while you're younger. The benefits of doing so well outweigh the temporary drawbacks. Push yourself to end a toxic relationship, even if it makes you feel sad. Take a leap of, <laughs> leap of faith on an opportunity to accelerate your dreams, although the anxiety fills you with fear. Feel gratitude for the things you have, even in times of loss and depression. Allow yourself to feel anger in order to discover why. All of our emotions have a place in our minds. It is up to you to control how they affect you. Three hacks that will help you push your emotional boundaries. Number one is to meditate. Meditation is not a practice reserved for Buddhist monks. More and more studies show that meditation physically changes the brain and body. The ancient practice can put you more in touch with the present, your emotions and your feelings. The more you practice meditation, 
the stronger your understanding of self becomes. You will be able to truly embrace your emotions, to feel them, and to better understand their purpose. Number two, and you're going to like this one, take psychedelics. So this will be a contentious topic. I'm already feeling the backlash on this one. But in 10 years time, I can almost guarantee that psychedelics such as MDMA and psilocybin found in magic mushrooms will be commonly used to treat those with mental health problems. The science is mounting as more and more academics push for mainstream use. Combining microdoses of these psychedelics with meditation is a gateway to emotional mastery. But be cautious. Like anything in life, excess can lead to negative side effects. Do your research, restrict your use, and if you don't feel comfortable, stick to meditation. Number three is to feel things. Allow yourself to feel the entire range of emotions you possess. Too often we chase down emotions that make us feel good. Happiness, joy, euphoria, excitement, hope and inspiration. Neglecting to embrace and to feel our full range of emotions. By chasing the positive emotions, we end up feeling terrible because most of our time is spent feeling anxious about feeling happy. Sounds a bit backwards to me. A better option is to just allow yourself to feel everything. Be present and to acknowledge when you feel something. If you feel sad, notice it and allow it to drift away like the clouds. Emotions, all of them, are normal and here to stay. The last one is financial boundaries. And if I'm completely honest with you, this has been an area that I haven't really pushed in a positive way. I'm only starting to discover um, the potential I have with my financial boundaries now, now that I'm educating myself and learning about investment and learning about real estate. But I will tell you this. I spent most of my 20s in a fantasy land. Money was not important and things would just work out. Needless to say, I learned that this is not the case. As much as we all hate to admit it, money dictates our way of life in many ways. It can be the difference between working until we drop, or being able to spend the second half of our lives pursuing only the things we are interested in. In other words, retirement. To me, retirement isn't the correct word though. To me, it's an opportunity to pursue your purpose with your full and complete attention. Money is important. You need to know that. While you are young, it is the perfect time to learn what you can live without, how to invest for your future, and how to use money in a way that benefits your future self and the lives of those you care for. Well, that is it for part two um, of this uh, two-part podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you got a lot of information out of that. There was a lot of information in there. So feel free to take notes. Uh, for me, when I'm listening to certain podcasts, uh, when there's a lot of information, I tend to write down loads of notes and then forget where I got those notes from. But regardless, I hope this helps you. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the Couple of Lattes podcast. If you want to contact us outside the podcast realm, feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram uh, to Paolo and I under Massey Bros. It's M-A-S-S-I-E underscore bros. 
And please, please share this with someone you think it will help. And also, if you really enjoyed the podcast or any of our other podcasts, give them that five-star rating so that we can grow and expand our podcast to new ears and grow our business. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you in episode 17.